You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. But you know, friends, I'm so thankful for this opportunity to come around the world this morning. And I'm so grateful for the word that God has given me. And I believe that it's a word to encourage us, to encourage me, to encourage you as the church as we continue on this faith journey. So would you join me in prayer? Lord God, I just thank you that you are a faithful and good God. I thank you that you are so committed to teaching us, to leading us, to guiding us. And Lord, as I, as I speak, that you would speak to each and every one of our hearts, that you would confirm, that you would bring new revelation, and that you would bring transformation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, again, I'm going to invite your participation this morning because I love a good bit of market research or a survey. Um, There's lots of different learning styles in the world. Um, The three or four main ones that I know of are auditory, visual, kinesthetic, and one that I learned recently is read and write. So is anyone here um, a good auditory learner? You listen to podcasts and you absorb them really well, or you hear someone give you an instruction, you can follow it anywhere. Anyone a good auditory learner? I know a couple in here, like I know Dudley, you're a really good auditory learner. You listen to lots of podcasts and can absorb information from it. I'm a terrible auditory learner because I hear something and I'm like, I need to write this down before I can understand what it is. Anyone else like that? Like you can't auditory learn? Oh yeah, a few hands there. We're in the same company here with that. Anyone here a good visual learner? Like you can watch something on a screen and you're like, oh, I understand that really well. Yep, visual learners. Yep, few in the room. Anyone here a good kinesthetic learner? So you learn by doing a practical learner. Yep. See, Joanne, Sally, Fiona, a few people need to learn by doing. Monica, Oh, Christoph's a good learning by doing. Fair few people are good learning by doing. And the new one that I learnt recently is like a read and write. So you might read something or see something, but you've got to draw your own little mind map or you've got to write something or you've got to write it out to learn that way. Anyone a read and write kind of learner? Oh, yeah. Anyone here divergent? Like you've got to learn through multiple ways. Yeah, you're a little bit divergent. Yeah, I'm one of those people as well. So I primarily learn by visual and by doing. So watching something and then doing it myself to learn. But one of the key things I've learned to understand about myself is I have to understand something well before I can actually do it. Like in order to to do something well, I've got to understand it first. Anyone else like that? I know Andy, you're probably like that. You've always said to me, you like to understand things really well before you can follow it. Um, And an example of this is the sound desk that I've been learning to do recently. You might've seen me on the sound desk. We've got Connor on there today. Connor does an amazing job on the sound desk. Good work, Connor. Um, But, you know, learning to do it, it's like there's a lot of dials, there's a lot of sliders. And when I first started, Connor, um, Pastor Bevan, Pastor Lee were great in telling me, you know, like, do this, do that, turn this, turn that, which was good. But I was kind of like, I don't really understand what's going on here, guys. I'm kind of turning these dials and it changes what happens and I unmute something and someone someone can speak through their mic. And I press something and something goes louder, but I don't understand what's actually happening. But there's one night, and um, one of our team creative nights, that Connor actually explained to me how input sound comes in this way, it outputs this way, when you change this, it changes that. And I was like, oh, look, I probably still only understand 20% of how it works. But that 20% more has actually helped me follow doing the sound a bit better. See, there's something powerful in understanding something before you follow. But funny thing in life, a lot of things in our world that we don't always follow, or we can't always understand it before we follow. See, as Christians, we're called followers of Jesus. We're following Jesus. We're following Jesus through his word, his leading, his guiding. God is wanting to lead and direct us. In Psalm 32 verse 8, it says, The Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. Isaiah 58, 11 says this, The Lord will guide you continually. 
giving you water when you're dry and restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. What an amazing promise that God wants you to follow his lead, that he wants to guide you along the best pathway for your life. But I like what it says in Isaiah that his guidance is like life-giving water. That when you're thirsty, his guidance is like life-giving water. That it restores your strength. But the reality is, let's be honest, that sometimes following God's instructions requires us doing it without fully understanding it. You know, we may not always understand the full picture of why God says to do what he, what he says tells us to do. Particularly when it's different from the culture we might have grown, in, grown up in or the family or friends we grew up around. You know, our culture that we live in, live in today places a lot of emphasis on autonomy, having that ability to make your own choices, to be self-reliant, to be individual, to be independent. So like me, on the sound system with moving dials and changing things, sometimes you kind of have to do something, you're like, I don't fully understand this. Lots of things in life start with a simple instruction, an instruction manual of a flat pack, a job description, that starts with an instruction, a school uni assignment, it's an instruction. See, it seems simple, but the complexities of them can often be real. It can be easy to hear the instruction, but it can be not so easy to outwork or follow the instruction, especially when we don't know the why. So if you're taking notes this morning, the title of my message is, How Do I Follow Without Fully Understanding? How do I follow without fully understanding? And that's the question I ask us today. How can we follow God's instructions without fully understanding? See, can I encourage you, the Bible has numerous accounts of people following God's instruction, despite not fully understanding. But when they followed, it resulted in amazing outcomes. I highlight them this morning today so that you know that you following God's instructions leads to amazing outcomes too. I think of Abraham, who followed God's instructions about being the father of many nations. And even though he and his wife Sarah were well past childbearing age, they believed that God would do it. And as the result of it was he was the father of many nations. Noah, his good character and the building of the ark, both following God's directions, saw a remnant of the human race be saved despite a flood. The disciples, when Jesus said that they were going to feed 5,000 people with five loaves and two small fish, they followed his instruction and they saw a miracle take place that everyone that was there was fed and there were leftovers. Like it's a good day when you feed 5,000 people and you have leftovers as well. But you know, the common theme across this is firstly, they follow Jesus' instructions. But the second thing is, they probably didn't fully understand what Jesus was telling them to do. Abraham asked the question, can our son be born to a hundred-year-old man? Valid question. Rational, logical question. Noah had never seen rain. This concept of there's going to be the flood, how could he fully understand what a flood would be? The disciples asked, how can we feed that many? We've only got five loaves and two fish. The common theme is they, they fully, didn't fully understand, yet they chose to follow. Can I encourage you today, my friends, that as Christians, there is an element of following Jesus without following understanding. There's an element of following Jesus without fully understanding. But you know, the step of following without fully understanding is known by another F word, faith. Hey, what were you guys thinking of? <laughs> Worry about me. Faith. Hebrews 11.1 1 says this. Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. See, faith is an internal certainty. It's an internal certainty in God instead of relying on an external dependent response on how we are feeling or what we think. It's an internal certainty. 
But this faith, this following without fully understanding, what does it actually look like today? Let's look at the story of Mary. See, Mary was someone who had to follow God's direction without fully understanding. An angel appeared to her and told her about something supernatural that would happen. We pick up the account in Luke chapter 1, verse 30. This is the angel speaking to Mary. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. How amazing that an angel comes with direction or instruction from God for Mary, that she would give birth to Jesus, the Savior of the world. But friends, can I encourage you that just as God gave Mary direction then, God gives us direction today. How does God direct us today? Well, the primary way he directs us is through the Bible, through his word, the word of God. In 2 Timothy Timothy 3, verse 16 to 7, we see this. All scripture is inspired by God. In another version, it says God breathe. And it's useful to teach teach us what is true and make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. See, when you're reading the Bible, whether it's on the actual physical Bible or on your phone, a particular scripture might stand out to you. It might trigger a thought in your mind. It might challenge you. Who loves that when you read a scripture and it challenges you about something? It might speak directly to your situation. Can I encourage you? That is God directing you. That is God leading you. That is God preparing you to do good good work like it says in in that scripture. See, my friends, this is our benchmark. The Bible is our benchmark, our gold standard for living. You know, God may confirm his word through dreams and visions, through prophetic words, through different avenues of God speaking to you directly or speaking through someone else. But it must line up with the word of God. But in order to know that, in order to know what the word of God is saying, we have to be in it. We have to be reading it. So can I encourage you, let's be reading the word of God. Maybe you listen to your car, all the auditory learners out there, listen to the Bible in your car. See, that doesn't work for me because I'm a terrible auditory learner. Maybe you're good at reading it while you're walking. Maybe you're good at reading it in the morning, at night. Perhaps you want to read a Bible plan with your friends. Whatever it looks like, let's be people who allows God to lead us and direct us through his word. But what could God be calling to direct you around? Perhaps it's around work or a study opportunity. Perhaps it's around your finances. Maybe it's working on our character, the way we speak or treat others, our language. Perhaps it's around a family situation a relationship. Maybe it's to do with a family member or a child. Maybe it's to do with our health. Perhaps God is wanting to direct us in changing the things we watch, we do, our lifestyle. Perhaps it's around developing new habits. habits. See, this is not an exhaustive list. And, you know, this morning, what is your thing that God is wanting to direct you in? Because maybe you go, oh, well, that's not on my list. But I know that what you said is not on my list, so it's not what God is leading me in. But what is he calling you in? What is he directing you in? What instruction do you need to follow? What thought that as I'm speaking, what little nudge do you feel that, oh yeah, that's that one thing I need to work on? See, it may not be life-changing, big things. Perhaps he's calling you to follow the small things, to take a small building block of faith. And if I can invite my wonderful friend, Timothy, to bring my little illustration over. Thanks, Tim. See, for me personally, one of the biggest steps of faith that I had to follow God's direction without fully understanding, was in the purchase of 
land to build, to buy land and build a house. And, you know, I've been thinking about purchasing for a while, but I wasn't really sure. And I remember planning to meet with the developer and I'm like, oh, I'm still not sure what I'm going to do. But I remember the thought that came into mind was, trust me, my child, don't lean on your own understanding. Based on that scripture from Proverbs 3, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make my parts, your parts straight. See, that was all I had. But following God's direction in buying a block of land didn't start with that big block of land. It started with little steps of faith that maybe when God said to me, you know, rather than buying new basketball shoes, which I still wanted to do, to give finances away, that was a building block of faith. You know, maybe when there was an opportunity to start to work Sundays, which is better money as we all know, better rates on a Sunday, that no, do you know what I need to prioritise? Not neglecting meeting together with the body of Christ. That was a little building block of faith of following God's direction. Maybe when I had been given extra change in the supermarket and I'd got out to the car and it'd be so much easier to drive back home. But then you have that little nudge from Holy Spirit that says you need to take the change back to the supermarket. Maybe that was another building block of following God's instruction. You know, all those little building blocks kept building to the point where when God said you can buy a block of land, I could buy a block of land. Because I'd seen his provision, I'd seen his, his breakthrough in my life in the little things that, you know, despite saying no to working on a Sunday, despite, you know, not being able to, to, to fully understand how I was going to have the income to, to buy this block of land, that I could go, do you know what, I've seen your faithfulness before, I'm building these blocks of faith and I can follow your direction without fully understanding. But can I encourage you, this is not something that is unique to me. What is your building block? What is your building block? What action do you need to follow without fully understanding? Are you wanting God to lead you and direct you? That's probably a pretty important question. Are we looking to his word, to him for his direction? Or are we trying to do it all in our own way, in the way we've known? Can I encourage you, my friends? My heart is not to make you feel bad or guilty, but to lovingly encourage you and challenge you. Hey, if you've already been doing that, if you've already been looking to God's leading and guiding, well done, keep at it. But if you haven't been, maybe it's time to start. Maybe you've been trying to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different outcome. There's a word for that, but it's not working. Maybe it's time to look to God for his direction. See, for many of you here, let me encourage you that you are doing that or you have done that in some ways. If you've made a decision to follow Jesus, You've responded to his direction, come follow me. Hey, well done, you've done that. But I also see across this room people who are following God's direction. I think of Joanne, who after hearing about stewarding and stewarding well, she was like, do you know what, I need to make a decision to operate in my God-given giftings and I want to be involved in the area of connect groups. And she actioned that. I think of Tim, when he felt that sort of thought that I need to fan the flame from the book of Timothy, your namesake, he decided that he needs to fan the flame of the gift that God has given him and go back to Bible college. I'm sure if I surveyed across the room and pulled across the room, there's t- many people here who have followed God's direction. So keep at it. But let's go back to the story of Mary. Mary received a re- direction from God. But what next? In Luke 1.34, Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I'm a virgin. Mary had questions when God gave her direction. Understandable that Mary had this question. Like, I've done biology in school. My parents did the birds and bees talk with me. And we all know where babies come from. The stork drops them off, right? The stork drops them off. So it's understand how Mary would be like, how could this happen to me? 
Her question was reasonable, reasonable and logical, just like her questions before with Abraham and Noah and the disciples, valid questions. Maybe you have asked questions of God. I don't understand. How is this going to happen? My situation seems quite the opposite. Can I encourage you, my friends? Come to God with your questions. See, coming to God with your questions is prayer. Prayer is talking to God. You can be real with God. God already knows what's in your heart. I think sometimes we think we hide it from God, but he knows anyway. But by talking to him, you get the opportunity for his understanding, his insight, his peace, his certainty. Jeremiah 33.3 says this, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. My friends, his ways and thoughts are so much higher than ours. He's got you. He will lead you and guide you. With this land, again, I definitely had a lot of questions. How I manage this on the single income? What if interest rates go up? Lo and behold, they did. You know, I also did my due diligence, talking to a financial planner, talking to a mortgage broker. So those things are important to put those things in place that you need to in order to make sound, wise decisions. But I couldn't just rely on my own understanding on what I thought I could see. I had to keep going back to God's direction. Trust me, my child. Do not lead on my own understanding. What question do you have for God in regards to his direction? What situation are you needing an answer for, my friend? Can I encourage you? Come to God with your questions. He has got you. That scripture, call to me and I'll answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things that you do not know. Come to God with your questions. We see Mary did this and we see the angel responds to her in Luke 1, 35 to 38. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high God will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. See, I love this, that the angel gives Mary further clarification. Mary is reassured, God's word, the Bible, will not fail. So she gets some clarification in the situation. But let's be honest, could she really have understood what was happening? Like, if, if an angel came and said to me, you're going to get pregnant by the Holy Spirit, I'd be like, are you for real? Like what are you on about? I've done science in school. It would have been something that was quite supernatural to believe, but it was because it was something that was supernatural that was going to take place. Yet I love Mary's response here. It's quite incredible. In verse 38, Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you've said about me come true. And then the angel left her. See, Mary chose to activate faith, my friends. She chose to follow without fully understanding. My friends, you and I, we can choose to follow God's instructions despite not fully understanding. You know, a possible word that can be used or to describe following without fully understanding or a synonym is obedience, which can be defined as doing what you have been told to do by someone in authority. But see, unfortunately, the word obedience today gets a bit of a negative connotation because it's linked to control. For some of us, obedience may bring negative feelings because of the harm we may experience from persons in authority who have misused that authority. But can I encourage you this morning, that's not God's heart at all. God's heart is one of restoration of love. You know, as we read in the scripture before in Isaiah 58:11, the Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry and restoring your strength. See, his guidance 
His call to obedience is not one to bring the hammer down or to be heavy-handed, but it's to cause you to flourish. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spill, causing you to flourish, restoring your strength. His guidance to bring you refreshing, to strengthen you, to cause you to flourish. Know that God has your best and highest in mind. In Romans 8.28, it says this, And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. God is your best and highest in mind, my friend. And you know, I liken this a bit to my childhood bedtime. Did anyone have a childhood bedtime that you go to bed by a particular time? Yep, most people did. Um, And for the life of me, I could never understand why my parents made me go to bed at a particular time when all the best TV shows were after that particular time. Anyone else can relate to that? See, quite the opposite now as an adult. It's like 8.30 and I'm like, is it socially acceptable to go to bed yet? But it's different when you're a child. You're like, I want to stay up later, but your parents don't let you. But you know, what I know now is that my parents wanted what was best for me. That I couldn't quite understand why they wanted me to follow their instruction then. But they wanted me to have enough rest on a school night so I wasn't tired for the next day of school. And can I encourage you, that's the heart of God. That he wants the best and highest for you. Like going to bed early and not understanding why I couldn't watch the TV show. I didn't understand why. But following brought about outcomes in my life. Friends, can I lovingly encourage you that as followers of Jesus, obedience is linked to our journey of faith. Following God's instruction is not an optional extra or something we can go, oh, if I feel like it, I'll do it. It is a blessing and promise that guides us into his perfect will. See, in following Jesus, faith is choosing to follow despite not fully understanding Faith is obedience, trusting that God has the best for us. My friends, this morning, can I encourage you? It is okay. It is encouraged to choose and keep choosing to follow God's instructions without fully understanding. Why? Because following God's instruction impacts your today. It impacts your tomorrow and impacts your eternity. For today and tomorrow... Jesus talks about how following his instructions is like being a wise man who built his house on a solid rock that could stand the storms of life. Jesus, in the message version of the Bible, he says this in Matthew 7, 24. These words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life, hormonal improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build your life upon. See, friends, God's words, God's instructions are foundational. Words to build a life upon, they're not optional extras or incidental additions to your life. But through following his word, you are building your life on a firm foundation, a foundation that can withstand the challenges when things come up, that can withstand situation. Following God's instruction impacts today and tomorrow. But it impacts eternity. See, can I encourage you, Mary's choice to follow what, Jesus had said, what God had said to her gave her the opportunity to partner with God. To partner with God in his mission to see all of humanity restored to right relationship with God through Jesus. Mary got to be a part of Jesus' ministry on earth. How powerful is that? But if you think about it, Mary played a part in all humanity, because, in impacting all humanity, us today, because she followed God's lead. So friends, I ask you today, what direction from God do you need to follow? How will it impact you and others today, tomorrow, or maybe even for eternity? What direction from God do you need to follow? How will it impact you today, tomorrow, or for eternity?
as I wrap up this morning, friends, you know, I stand here today on this journey of still learning to follow without fully understanding. Because like I said at the start, I like to understand things. So not understanding and trying to follow can be challenging. But can I encourage you, I also stand here as living proof that following directions, following God's direction despite not understanding works. See, I often talked about that building of the house being the biggest fate journey of my life. And I thought, you know, that'll be the biggest decision I ever have to make. That'll be my fate journey done and dusted. Well, little did I know, there's always more big, big steps to build, big steps to building. Those of you who've been on this fate journey for a while, you'll understand that. It's like, oh, you think you've, you've done, taken a big fate step? Well, do you know what? It was another building block to the next step of fate. And little did I know, that's what it was. See, not, lo- not too long ago, God put the thought of a potential relationship with Bevan in my mind. Now, being contently single, it was very unexpected. And if you don't know us, or for those who do know us, we are quite an unlikely pairing in the natural because we are so different. So, you know, when people found out, they're a bit like, I'm very surprised, I would not see that. So I wasn't upset at all because I was just as surprised as them. (laughs) But, and I can be honest, that was the same for him. Like, we were both like, really? Like, how can this be, right? Very much like Mary, how can this be? I had a lot of questions for God, like definitely wrestled with it. And like the story of Mary Mary really resonated with me because it's like, how can this be? Um, But I remember when Pastor Kirsten Geeling Geeling came and she spoke about um, Proverbs 3 and she said, you know, I had to tear down my own walls of understanding for some situations in her life. And that really resonated with me because my own walls of understanding had had to be torn down in this whole situation. And, you know, eventually I had to come to the place like Mary where I said, I don't fully understand, but I'm going to follow your lead. I will trust you. It was a journey of ups and downs. It didn't happen instantaneously. You know, Pastor Naomi was someone who was alongside me on that journey. And she can attest that it was like, oh, how is this going to happen? No, it's not going to happen. How can this, how can this be? It's like, I wasn't quite as like sort of stoic as Mary and kind of like, I'm the Lord's servant. Let it be said as you've done to me. <laughs> like that's next level. I was a bit like, mm, maybe, maybe not, not sure. But you know, even though it didn't happen instantaneously, I had my precedent. See, precedent is a term that's used in law cases where if something has happened before, it can be considered in future cases that it can happen again. But I had the precedent of God's previous faithfulness that I was like, I don't really understand this. I'm not sure how this is going to work out. How can this be? But I could go, do you know what? I trust you. I will follow your lead. I won't lean on my own understanding. The outcome that we have today is that I have this amazing husband and life partner. And you know, like our differences, they're valid. Like, they were rational questions because we are different people. We still are different people. I didn't magically become a different person. But the truth is that what I see now is that our differences are what mutually strengthen and encourage each other and challenge each other to grow. See, what I thought I had to understand didn't really require my understanding. It required me to trust that God knew what was best, that God knew what was best and highest. How God knew indeed what was best for both of us. See, I know that confidence, whatever the future holds, God has got us that no word of his will fail. But that's not unique to me. God has got you. His word for you won't fail. His direction for you won't fail. I stand here today that I have precedence that following God's direction works. Following God's direction, despite not fully understanding, it works. So friends, perhaps you're here this morning. Perhaps you've heard about Jesus. Perhaps you've been coming to church but you've never made a personal decision to follow Jesus. This idea of God directing your life, it's kind of like, 
I can't like to do my own thing. I don't fully understand it. See, it's interesting, but you're like, I don't fully understand. I'm not sure about following. Can I encourage you that the first building block of faith, the first step that you can take of faith is saying, I choose to follow you, Jesus. That's the first building block. A prayer of asking God to lead your life. A prayer of turning away from the things that you may have done wrong in your life. Receiving God's forgiveness, His grace that we heard about in communion with Pastor Kerry, that God loved you so much that He sent Jesus to die on the cross so that we could spend eternity with Him, so we could be forgiven for the wrong things we have done. See, you may not fully understand, but today is your opportunity to choose to follow, to take that first step of faith, to put a building block of faith down to says, do you know what, Jesus, I don't fully understand, but I want to choose to follow you, to saying yes to following Him. Romans 10.9 says this, If you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. And in a moment, I'm going to lead the church in a prayer that they'll pray after me. And if this is you, if you go, do you know what? I don't fully understand, but there's something stirring in my heart. There's something that I feel that I need to follow. I need to say, yes, I want to follow you, Jesus. It starts with the prayer, a prayer where you turn from from the things you have done and say, I declare that you are Lord and I believe that God raised you from the dead and I choose to follow you. So I'm going to invite everyone to close their eyes just out of respect for everyone in the room. And I'm going to lead us in that prayer. And if that's you this morning, my friend, if you know that you need to make a decision to follow Jesus, I'm going to invite you to join in that prayer. Church, would you pray after me? Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. I declare with my mouth, Jesus, you are Lord. And I believe in my heart that God, you raised Jesus from the dead. I'm sorry for the things that I've done wrong. I receive your forgiveness, your love and your grace. And I choose to follow you today. I may not fully understand, but I choose to follow you. As I do, teach me, guide me, and lead me. In Jesus' name, amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.